listening to It's All About Perspective with your hosts, Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos and Principal Robert Hinchliffe. Join us as we discuss education from various points of view. Take the challenge of listening to see if your opinion changes. But no matter where you stand on the issues, remember, it's all about perspective. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Abigail Peterson and my co-host... Robert Hinchliffe. It is good to be with you again. Yeah. We took a little break last week. I've not, I haven't been under the weather. My voice is just, I've just been losing my voice, straining my voice. So it's hard to do a podcast when you have a strained voice, but we're making it. We're making it. We're back another, for another week. And we both know something is approaching us very quickly. I think all teachers are ready for this thing that's approaching us. It's known as summer, right? Right, Robert? So we were having conversations in the last couple of weeks about talk in our district about summer school. And I thought I would do a poll on my Instagram just to kind of see how teachers feel about summer school. So the poll was, would you be willing to teach summer school for one month at your daily rate, whatever that rate is? And surprisingly or not surprisingly, 45% of those who responded said, yes, they would be willing to, but 55%, so the majority, said no, they would not. When you gave me those statistics, that falls pretty much in line with what I got back from the teachers at Thompson, where approximately 45% are willing to at least work some of the summer, not all, and then 55% on the other side want nothing to do with it. There are three people who said, I'm available. If you need a sub, I can come in and do a thing here and there. Amazingly enough, though, we should have we should have delineated that a little bit more because what I'm finding is that at my school, at least, no self-contained teachers want anything to do with summer school. It's even more difficult. I mean, this year has been hard, but for a self-contained teacher with students who have severe behaviors mm-hmm. right now in Clark County, most of them have to teach online and in person at the same time. They need a break and they want out of here. So it's interesting, Abby, because in Clark County this summer, they are offering out of the blue a couple of weeks ago, basically at a principal meeting, they said all elementary schools are going to offer summer school academy for all elementary students in the district. Which is not normal for us because our no, district never. has never had summer school available never. to all students. It's only been to a very select few. So kind of what I'm seeing trend-wise nationwide or hearing is they're getting all this CARES Act money from the federal government and they don't know how to spend it. So one of the ideas is to have Summer Academy for the month of June. And the, the district believes wholeheartedly, in my opinion, that teachers are driven by extra money. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they would be willing to The district's willing to give teachers extra money in exchange for their vacation. Mm -hmm. Teaching summer school. So that's been a a very interesting topic around school because this year of all years, they need summer break. They need to recharge. And as we've talked about, you know, early on in our podcast, I think next year is going to be more difficult than this year. Mm -hmm. So they need this summer break to recharge and plan and hopefully come back to normal. And now the district, a few weeks ago, all of a sudden says, congratulations, every elementary school is giving 
the opportunity for all students, no matter what, all students, the opportunity to come back in person this summer for 22 days. I just shake my head at that. Like, So let me ask you a question. What about the schools that only have three teachers that volunteer? They are hoping, the district, and I'm assuming that some other, other districts in the nation are thinking this too. So at one school, a principal said about 90% of her kids are coming back and only 60% of the staff are willing to. And a representative said, well, we're hoping that at some schools it's the other way around where 90% of the staff want to come back and 60% don't, which then tells you that they're hoping that people will go to a different school magically Mm -hmm. and go teach kids in summer. Teachers don't just, elementary teachers, don't just think, yeah, I'll go to that other school. I was going to say, should we send them my Instagram poll so that they can see that the majority of teachers are not interested in teaching summer school, especially after this year? If you could delineate it, if you said, you should put this one on there. Are you willing to teach summer school for your daily rate of pay at a different school you've never been at? Right. Maybe across town where you're driving 45 minutes. No, thank you. No, thank you. You don't have your classroom. You don't have your familiarity. You don't know what admin is there. You don't know what Mm -mm. they expect. You don't know what curriculum they think they're going to get across in 22 days. So again, the district, I, I said this, and I'll say it publicly. In this case, districts are basically booking the vacation to the island before finding out if there's any flights flying there or any people willing to get on the flight. So, so I have to know. So they're paying the teachers probably three or $400 a day, right? Of course, of course they are, right? Well, yeah, right. So they'll get their daily rate of pay. So if you're brand new, that's probably about $20 an hour, which is $160 a day. Approximately, if you're a little bit more experienced, you're probably up in the $250 a day range. Now that's a lot of money. I mean, especially if you're starting out when you're young, especially in today's world where everything is expensive. So it's not peanuts. You know, it's not $22 an hour like they pay for extra duty. You're at least getting your daily rate of pay. But you just said that if you're a new teacher, you're going to make about 20 bucks an hour. I'm assuming close to that. I don't know what the I don't know what the exact amount is, but that's that's pre-tax. I just have to be honest and say that even when we previously have had no subs in the building and you you're looking desperately for teachers to spend their one, you know, their 50 minute prep for $22. How many times did you, did we basically have to draw straws because nobody (laughs) wants to volunteer and that's for 50 minutes. I'm sorry, $22 an hour is just not worth my time. So they think that the daily rate of pay, which is your hourly based upon whatever, you know, for some people who are very seasoned and have, you know, national boards or whatever, that's a pretty significant chunk of money. For, you know, a kid 22 years old, maybe it's all relative. I don't know. When I was 22, you know, $200 was a lot of money in a day. Of course, that was a long time ago. But, <laughs> uh, you know, another thing that is not, and this is a rumor, I haven't heard this for sure, is it's not per sensitive. So, therefore, it doesn't count towards your retirement at all. And I think that is frustrating to teachers because, you know, teachers who maybe have had children and taken time off and couldn't get paid for some of them, that sets your retirement date back. So this might have been an opportunity to catch up on that one a little right. bit. 
they're they're not allowing that from what I hear. So again, it comes back to, you know, like what's the incentive to teach summer school? If you, you know, if you really need money or you got you have no vacation or you love kids, it's great. But if you don't fit into those three categories. But, but wait, let's let's just play out that scenario a little bit. So maybe you're one of those people that's like, okay, yes, they're giving a financial incentive. I'm going to jump in on this. And then all of a sudden you're told, oh, well, there we don't have enough students at our school to do summer school. So I'm going to send you to another school. You've already you've already committed. I'm going to send you to another school. Oh, by the way, we don't have curriculum for you to do. And I know that you teach kindergarten, but the only place we have available for you is fourth grade. So you're going to teach fourth grade. Oh, and by the way, let me ask you, Robert, what about planning? Are you getting a 50 minute planning period? So the answer is no on that. Well, now wait, wait, to be fair, my apologies. We have to some way find a way to give you a prep. There's no specialist working either. <laughs> so or not or minimum. I shouldn't say none. There's minimal specialists working also. So, you know, this is like I said, they booked the vacation and now we gotta find out how to get there. And and it's frustrating. You also <laughs> Abby, now hopefully admin won't do this, but hypothetically you could show up June first. Mm -hmm. and you could be in fourth grade. You don't get paid to prep on May 31st, mm -hmm. which is a holiday. You don't get any time to prepare or you don't get paid to prepare for this class, this new class that's coming in that you may have never met. So there's a lot of things that just don't work with it. And I question why they decided this is the best route. When you think about it too, you're not extending the school year because you're not having the same teacher. You're mm -hmm. not having a teacher who knows that kid and knows where they're at, knows where they're right. finishing, knows their gaps. You're now having someone brand new that doesn't know the kid. The student could be in a different room, perhaps with a teacher who's never been on campus. And all of a sudden, we have to teach this kid and make it worth our time. I think we can do that, but I don't think it's working out the way they intended. And of course, they're saying, well, use data, use data, use the maps. Yeah, but then again, we're coming, I come back to the same thing. Okay, so now I've committed to this, but now on my own time, I have to go in and go find their map scores and get all these map scores and then figure out. And I mean, that is so time consuming. It's just like, you know, at least when we're in the classroom, you have all the data together. You're not going to, you know, different teachers or possibly different schools and 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 figuring all this out. It just doesn't make sense to me. But I think it's been said before by somebody that I know very well that we're building the plane as we fly it, as usual. As usual, we it sounds like a great idea, but you don't have all the pieces. And I belong to some kindergarten-specific Facebook groups, and this same topic came up. And I just think, in general, we know there's major discrepancies in education across our country. You know, we have teachers in some areas that easily make over $100,000 a year. And then we have teachers that are have the same amount of experience that have the same amount of continued education and are only making $48,000. So, so we understand there's major discrepancies, but I'm looking at these comments on a kindergarten specific Facebook group where $70 an hour for three weeks in California for teaching summer school. I see $155 daily in San Bernardino. 
I see $50 an hour in Illinois. I see $25 an hour in Bellevue, Nebraska, $87 an hour in Modesto, California, $25 an hour in rural Idaho. It's just sad to me that teachers are just, were forced to accept any little breadcrumbs that were given and expect to make magic with pinto beans. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, you are. like I feel like, honestly, so many times they just feel like that they throw little crumbs at you. Mm -hmm. And they're supposed to be magic beans like Jack magic and the Beanstalk. Beans, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I, I haven't thought of this, but perhaps that's why in some states they don't pay teachers well, is so that when they throw the crumbs at them, they will eat them gladly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. I mean, there's it's politics involved. There could be the behind-the-scenes thing. If we pay these teachers too much, they won't do what we want them to do when we when we offer them more. Well, I just cannot imagine our city or our county saying to our firefighters, oh, well, I'm sorry. I know that you're supposed to have, you know, your three weeks off that you get that's in your package, but we're going to ask for you to come back and you're going to make $22 an hour and you're going to go to another fire station and you're going to teach other firefighters from another department maneuvers. And hopefully you're okay with that. Oh, and bring your own equipment. Yeah. The reason they wouldn't do that is because the union wouldn't allow it. Here, they're probably like, hey, we'll take the extra money. This is a great deal for you teachers. You need some extra money, then work summer school. And don't forget, be grateful. Be grateful for what you get. You know, so on the admin side, legitimately, we basically got told this in a meeting that we have to offer summer school at every campus. So then, well, they have to bargain our contract too. They have to bargain support staff. You know, and I got, I kind of got in trouble because they said that we have to have a fully functioning nurse's office as well. And I laughed out loud on camera and I didn't know my mic was on. So those of you listening, please learn from me. <laughs> so you're expecting also FOSSs or mm -hmm. nurses to work summer. I'm going to put this out there, but we have lives other than school. Mm -hmm. Well, and especially, you know, one thing that I, I think about is, you know, teachers do count down till winter break and spring break and summer break because we need that mental break. We need that break from, you know, scrambling on Sunday for writing our lesson plans and getting our stuff ready for the week and making copies and all of the things that go with a regular school year. And so it's okay to take a break. It's funny that I that I feel like unions and I I feel like you know the higher ups they acknowledge, "Oh, take your mental break. Take your, you know, oh, teachers, you you do such a fabulous job. Take care of yourself. Self-care." And then it's like, "Oh, by the way, Yes, work your vacation. Then you have, there's this guilt trip put on teachers. Well, if you really love students, if you love teaching, you would do this. And for the teachers that say, no, I don't want to volunteer for that. There's a little stigma put on them. Not from all admin, but I just feel like sometimes that's always there. I feel like many times in Clark County, they count on the fact that elementary teachers care for their kids so much and will do anything for their kids for the most part, 
that they expect us to just roll over and make this stuff happen. And I, I'll be honest, I'll be a little vulnerable. I secretly hope there's not enough teachers this summer. One of two things will happen. They'll have to shut it down because we don't have enough teachers to make all this happen. Or what you will love, a bunch of central office people are going to have to go to schools to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> like we talked about in our previous podcast. <laughs> yeah. So again, I think there, you know, there could be some interesting outcomes here because we have to have our plans in by May 7th. Or are they going to go to the subs? Or oh, there's no subs though. There's no subs. And, and like, there's no subs. I, one of my friends just texted me last night. I texted me. He goes, I'm sorry. I was subbing all day. I had to sub a lot in the past week. There's no subs. So they can try all they want to. There's no, there's not enough subs. So how they're going to make this work, I don't know. At Thompson, I feel like I'm pretty lucky, of course. I've said that millions of times. Right now, we only have 120 students coming back. We have 12 teachers willing to do it. That's 10 kids a teacher. Yeah. I can make that work. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll try to figure something out and make it worth their time and have them a special. Still have to offer breakfast and lunch. So someone's got to do lunch duty. Yeah. If there's no support staff, then... How are we going to make that happen? But the frustrating thing is like you're throwing this on us in mid to late April. There's a million things going on. We just opened up. We have kids sick every day. We got the virus every day. Teachers are already drowning. Let's do summer school. Let's mm -hmm. keep these kids in school where, where we are constantly concerned about the virus. Let's keep them in school a month for learning loss. Well, there's a lot of studies that show learning loss is not as prevalent as people think. I think some kids definitely struggle. Is the 22 days in June going to help them? It probably will help them a little bit, but it will be interesting. Thompson, it's um, suburban Las Vegas, mm -hmm. you know, middle class, very middle class. So many of those parents have vacations or parents can watch their kids. So maybe that's why not so many are signing up. But, you know, in lower SES areas, this is free daycare Yeah, for a month. Free food, free daycare for a month while I'm trying to figure things out. So I can only imagine that in those areas, there's going to be a lot more students attending. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So it's just interesting. Again, they didn't ask teachers. They didn't even survey teachers who would be willing to work. They just said, nope, we're offering summer school. Right now, I have one support staff person willing to work. I also am bound to all IEPs. So if special education teachers don't work, we have to figure that out. You know, self-contained can contain some pretty difficult kids. So ultimately, Abby, as you know, it falls to me to be the sub if we can't make it happen. And, well, and to basically figure out the logistics. It's like, you're going to do summer school. Here's what you're going to do. And good luck. See you in August. You know, you're not even pulling from a pool of teachers like a regular year. There's teachers who are back at work but don't want to be there because they are fearful of the virus. They're there because they don't have a choice in some cases. Maybe in a quote-unquote normal year, you have a little bit bigger pool to pull from. But it's just really frustrating that, once again, here's a plan, figure it out, make it happen. And the quote was, the quote in the meeting was, we as adults just have to find solutions. We've been finding solutions all year to these plans they keep throwing at us. And maybe we're doing too good of a job because they keep throwing more plans at us. It's really frustrating. One of the things that I personally think is I, I think sometimes, especially in our school district, our school district looks around at 
comparable larger districts and they seem to have it together. And so they're like, oh, well, so-and-so district is doing this. Let's do that too. Let's add that to the plate. And not really figuring it out, not, you know, hoping on a prayer and a hope, crossing both fingers on all our fingers and all our toes, hoping that it's going to work out. And I think that's unfair to teachers. It's unfair to students because is it really going to work? Is it really going to work? To be fair, I do not know what purse strings this money comes with. I don't know. So to be fair, you know, if the federal government said use this for summer school, then obviously they're not going to just throw it away. But my idea was like, why can't we use this money to pay teachers? Like in Las Vegas, our teachers are not on the step they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. They have been pushed back and pushed back. Their salaries are nowhere near where they're supposed to be for their years of teaching. Why not use this money to finally catch that up? And if you can't make it sustainable, well, let's catch them up for one year. Mm -hmm. You know, let's make next year the year when you get that big salary increase, because next year you're going to need it. There's going to be a lot of hard times next year. So maybe just this one year, that's all we can afford this money. Let's pay people where they're supposed to be at. You know, like that's just one idea. I just don't understand, you know, and then of course we talked about this, they're buying, they're buying envisions for all elementary schools. Yeah. So maybe if you pay teachers more now, this is a good debate for some time. Maybe if you, I don't know, gave everybody 20,000 extra dollars next year for salary that was per sensitive, you might get a little bit better results or you might get people not bagging on the district all the time. Or you might have a little bit higher morale. Another idea I had was give schools each $20,000 in a fund that is just for morale. Buy them lunch. Buy them prizes. Make school fun. Help people out. But nope, we're going to go ahead and do summer school. Well, like you said, though, that we don't know the extent of what the stipulations are on the money. So if the stipulations, if it's specifically like we've seen with other money that has been handed out. This is specifically for this cause or this, you know, since it appears that that's what it's for, is there a better way to make summer school happen? Okay. Well, probably if you don't plan it in mid-April, right? but not $1 in my opinion right now that I know of, not $1 is ever going to get to the school level. So I've said this a thousand times outside of this podcast, how do people at the state or the district really know what I need at Thompson? You know, I don't tell people what I need. You know, what what would I use the money for? I would, I would buy certain things, but that money's never going to make it to school, so we have power over it. Well, here's the thing that I find ironic, and is that if you even did, if if you were to say, well, I need this and this and this and this, how likely is it that they're going to come in and say, well, I don't think you need twenty spinning wheels. Well, I don't think that you need, you know, 20 boxes of Sharpie markers. Well, we don't think you need, you know, I mean, I know from from purchasing supplies for my grade level, the crayons, now this is going to be funny to some people, and it's not going to mean anything to fifth grade teachers, but the crayons that the district wants us to use are junk. I will go and buy Crayola crayons because I don't want the junky ones that the district says that we have to buy. And so you would take money out of our school budget so that we were allowed to buy Crayola crayons. Otherwise, I would buy it out of my own pocket. Yeah. And, you know, we're not technically supposed to do that. But when I can get good crayons for 25 cents a box or the bad ones for a dollar a box, 
financially, it makes sense. And I'm supposed to be financially wise as the principal. But you're right. So, I mean, let me just ask you as a teacher. If let's just go back to when we were with Smith and I said, hey, we got $20,000 of CARES Act money. What do you think we should do with it? What would your answer be? I think that I think that just like you used to do in the past, you would go to the grade level and say, every grade level needs something different. So it's not fair to say, well, we need, you know, here's $20,000 and each grade level is going to get, you know, $4,000 and it has to be used on technology. Because what we found is that some grades are already stacked with their technology and then some grade levels don't necessarily want the technology. They would rather use it on, you know, consumables or books or whatever it is. And so I think going to... I loved when the, when our district changed many years ago and started allowing for autonomy with the principals within the school to say, here's the money, you manipulate the money and, and make it work for your school. Because if everybody gets, you know, a thousand reams of paper, what if one school doesn't need that? Or what if that's not enough for another school? So allow that autonomy. And, and I think the same thing, if you were to say, here's, you know, $20,000, okay, $4,000 a grade level. How would you spend it? I think that if given the option, I might say, okay, well, we're willing to do a back to school boot camp for a week. Give each kindergarten teacher a thousand dollars for the week and we'll we'll work the whole day. We won't need a prep and it'll be our bridge to kindergarten for the new students. That's a kindergarten perspective for sure. And from my point of view, if you're gonna give me twenty grand, great. My first thought is, do I need technology? Do I need to upgrade? This year, I don't because we got a ton of stuff, but I could always use better laptops. My second thought was, okay, what materials do you need? What can I use this money for to be good in the future? Can Mm -hmm. I buy tons of paper? Because in the future, I'm going to need paper. You know, can I use this to send people to RCA or somewhere, whatever, you know? I was just specifically thinking, though, if they're wanting it to be specifically used for a summer school type program, what would you think of that? If I, if you came to me and said, kindergarten has $4,000, but it has to be used for quote unquote summer school, what would you think of that? I, I think I would expect more than one day out of $4,000, but it would be valuable. So what's valuable for the kids? Mm-hmm. You know, the problem like I went back to though is it's never going to get to the school level because then they don't have control over it. And therefore, is it truly going to be used for what's right for kids at the school? I can't guarantee that. You're going to have 12 teachers come to Thompson and we're going to meet and we're going to say, okay, how can we get the most out of this this 22 days? What are we going to do? And we'll figure it out. I can't guarantee other schools are going to do that. But on the flip side, you know, if some schools got $20,000, someone would buy a bunch of stuff nobody wanted right. and throw it in a closet. So I see both sides. I totally get it. But again, why can't we use this to boost teacher morale somehow? Why can't you use this money to, again, I know they can't do this, but let's be hypothetical. Send each teacher a $100 gift card. Yeah. Just let them do what they want with it. Now, again, I know we can't do that because, because Big Brother's watching and who knows what the teachers will use it on. I get it. But, you know, let's figure something out. But there's other districts in our country. We know because we've read about it in the paper. Now, is that is it legit or not? I don't know. But 
there are other districts that have bonused their teachers this year. So again, you can do a bonus. I mean, this year of all years, of all years, support staff and teachers deserve a bonus. Mainly teachers deserve a ginormous bonus. Mm-hmm. If they survived this year, they did a heck of a job. In fact, like there is one teacher I saw on Twitter and she's like, I turned my resignation in. I don't feel appreciated anymore. I just got asked to sell my prep for the fifth straight day because there's no subs and she's had enough. I don't know when the district's going to learn that we're losing teachers because they are tone deaf and do not appreciate them. Mm -hmm. Do something for these people that make this place run because pretty soon, especially the way Las Vegas is growing, which is the fifth, Nevada's growing the fifth fastest out of the nation. Las Vegas, there are houses going up everywhere. Mm -hmm. We are going to be short teachers soon. So use this as an opportunity to think forward and think teachers are important. And if we don't have them, we are not going to survive. Well, and you make a great point in the fact that at the rate that Las Vegas is growing, we have to catch up to, you know, the growth that our city is making. And who is going to be that person that's going to step up and say, you know, ring the bell of of common sense? Well, I mean, you let the legislature's in right now. I have heard nothing about teacher raises. Nothing. I just cannot believe it. Now, I know they don't want to give anything extra because they can't afford it in Nevada because Las Vegas was just killed with mm-hmm. the virus. That makes sense. But you just got all this money from the federal government. So that's really not an excuse, legislators, if, you, if you're listening. How do you not give the people who went through hell this year teaching online, basically went back to college, the College of YouTube and mm-hmm. Google, and completely retrained themselves? How do you not help them? I'm just going to assume, and I mean this in the nicest way, you're probably going to find a way to help firefighters out or police officers, maybe, depending on your state. But, you know, oh, teachers, oh, here's 1%. Mm-hmm. Here's 2%. Like teachers, you get hosed all the time. And at some point in time, when are you going to stand up to it? And that's the frustrating thing, because right now, $800 million is coming to either Clark County or the state. I'm not sure which one. I think it's Clark County. $800 million. That's unbelievable. And you're not going to see a penny of it in your paycheck unless you work summer. And the sad part about it is, a little measly $100 Amazon gift card, teachers would be thrilled. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> teachers would be thrilled. Wow. Wow. This is just, it's, I, I'm anxiously awaiting to see what happens over the next, you know, two months to see the 22 days of summer school and how that works out. You'll have to keep us posted about what happens at your school. And we'll ask some other principals from other schools how their summer school program went and how they're using the money that they've been allocated. In the meantime, feel free to find us on Instagram at It's All About Perspective 2021 and share your thoughts on summer school. And if your district, because we know a lot of you are not in Clark County School District and you guys are other places in the United States. So please reach out to us and let us know, are you teaching, are you teaching summer school? Do you feel like you're being fairly compensated Is there a program? Is there something? Are you having to move to a different school? Are you teaching in your own classroom? Let us know because we want to hear all the details. We do. And no matter where you stand, don't forget. It's all about perspective. Thanks for joining us today and see you next week.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We would love to hear your perspective on this episode. Head over to our Instagram page, It's All About Perspective 2021, or our Facebook and Twitter page and share your opinion. Don't forget to subscribe or rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. And one last thing, remember, it's all about perspective.